Welcome to Fightconomy. Here we cover everything from finance, economy, and how it affects you. Please welcome your host, Kyle Talks. Welcome to Fightconomy. Hey guys, how's it going? How's it going? Sorry we missed last week. Um, I was really busy with work last week, a lot of meetings. Not using this as a copium, just letting y'all know. So when it came Saturday, like I was totally mind mindlessly like just chilling. I have recorded the episode, but never edited it. So here we are today. I apologize. Completely mind fart. Huge mind fart. But we have a lot of good stuff to talk about with the finance and economy and everything. So if you don't know what the show is, I run a regular show every Wednesday called Kyle Talks. We talk about society, business, and culture and how we can advance through that. On the weekends, every Saturday, I have this show called Phyconomy. We talk about finance, economy, and everything in between and how it affects us. So if you want to get your finances better, if you want to understand what's going on in the world, you need to know how to spend your dollar and use your dollar like to your advantage. So this is the perfect place to learn. I'm giving you guys good articles. All my sources will be in the show notes down below if you want to see where I got these articles from. And I always encourage you to do your own research. Don't just listen to me or listen to Wall Street Journal or any other podcasters. Go look for yourself. Everyone has a bias, whether it's rich, poor, whatever. I encourage you to look for yourself. I don't want to waste any more time, so let's jump into our first article for the day. Inflation slowing, question mark. Monthly inflation fell 1.4%. Politicians roaring that we are not in a recession. Yet, inflation is still up more than 8% year over year. There's tons of articles. There are a lot of different places telling you that inflation is fell 1.4% in the month of June. There, let's, let's look at this from both sides and let's be, we're, we like to look at both sides over here. So this is how we view it. Monthly inflation fell 1.4% in the year of June, which is a healthy drop. But if we're scoping out and seeing the big picture still, inflation is still up more, up more than 8% year over year. So you're still almost paying 10%, um, year over year for extra for your groceries. It's at 8%. So it had, that is a good drop. We like that, but we are still in high inflationary periods. CPI, for those, maybe this is your first episode and you didn't hear my explanation for CPI or that, or you just don't know what CPI is. All good. CPI is just how much the basic stuff costs for you to survive. They don't got to get super technical about it. That's all you need to know. So we're talking like meat, water, clothes, gas, stuff like that. Just the bare basics. CPI is still up over 8.5%. So you're still paying 8% more for your basic goods and necessities than you did last year. But all the politicians are roaring that, hey, we're not in a recession. It's CPI fell 1.4%. We're good. It's like a half truth is still a lie. So that's still a lie. We're, we take our W's, but we are still facing high interest rates. Why is that? I'm going to go on my soapbox here. But as you all know, this November is election season for the House, for Senate, for states. Big, really big deal. It's coming up. Now, why would politicians be saying we're in a good spot when we aren't? Because it's election season. There's elections coming up. Unfortunately, the American system, electoral college is built on votes, which is good. But unfortunately, you have to say the right things to get voted for. So don't be surprised when Republicans, Democrats, whatever party, doesn't matter. Every party does this. They will sell you, oh, we're in a better position, or they'll really oversell it like, hey, we're in a terrible position and we can make it better. 
they are all vying for your vote right now. They are all wanting your vote right now. That is what's going on. So be aware of that. Be cognizant of that. But I want you guys to understand that it's it's a good sign that inflation is falling. But overall, we are still in a high inflationary period. Don't get lulled to sleep because you're used to high prices and now they dropped a little bit and you're like, wow, this is awesome. Prices have dropped. No, you're still paying crazy amounts of inflation. So just be mindful of that. They're going to try to get you like, well, look, inflation was so high. Now it's 2% less. Well, we're still 8% over year over year. So what are you telling me? This isn't really, it's like kind of good news, but not really. So be mindful of that. Be aware of that. Inflation is still high. Yes, we have seen a small decrease in inflation, which is good. But but remember, politicians, no matter what branch, no matter what party, they will tell you that it's not as bad because they want your vote. So be aware of that. Inflation is still high, but we are seeing some good drops. Consumers are expecting more price drops in the future based on one New York survey. They expect inflation to drop to 6.2% over the next three years. And they also plan for future decreases in food prices. What is this based on? This was a survey um, done by, can't see the group that's done by, but it was a survey that was produced in New York. And the in, the inhabitants, the New Yorkers, the New Yorkians, they expect the inflation to drop to 6.2% over the next year. I'm sorry. I don't know where they're getting these numbers from or like why people expect this drop but this is the data that we have and this is the data we have to go on this is interesting because the our first topic we just talked about inflation slowing and i'm putting air quotation marks slowing yet inflation is still high year over year and people are kind of spending money but they're not spending money so retail sales saw an increase of one percent in june one percent so one percent more spending in the month of june with inflation dropping 1.4% and inflation still going to be over eight and a half. So I'm cautioning you guys again to be mindful of where your money's going and watch where it's going. This is an example of people being lulled to sleep because they're used to extremes. So when it dies down a couple of percent, they're like, wow, this is better. No, it's not. Your house is still on fire. It's still burning. Your dollar is burning away massively. And based on this short term, like, oh, prices dropped 1%. Prices will definitely drop in the future. Yes, prices will drop in the future, but inflate. We have to drop two percent inflation over the. I don't know if that's going to work. Um, the Fed has stated that they do want to increase, um, keep their basis point increase up. Um, for those who may not know what that means, the Fed they control how much interest rates are, so it encourages to spend more money when interest rates are low, or when interest rates are high, you don't spend as much money. That's all that means. So the Fed has already stated they plan on increasing interest rates to make it, they want you guys to not spend as much so inflation comes down. And I think short term, their plan is working because based on these art, these two articles alone, I have read you guys, they are, they are convincing the public that inflation isn't as bad as it seems and it's going to come down, which is good. I guess you don't want to worry the masses, but let's not, not be not truthful. So based on a survey in New York, I could I couldn't find any other surveys done in California or anything because that's where I'm currently at. I'm in SoCal. I couldn't find any surveys based on the same thing, but I imagine it would be the same. Consumers are expecting prices to decrease, even though we're facing high inflationary periods still. And I think that's because the news and media is telling you it's going to get better. So it kind of creates this positive outlook, which I'm all for. But we need to be mindful that it's election season. I will keep saying this. I will keep saying this until it's annoying. 
but we have to be cognizant of what's going on around us. Short-term data is what we're basing this off of. Oh, short-term, it's down. Long-term, it's really, really up. We take our wins, but we have to remember where we're at. Disney increases Disney Plus price and increases an ad tier and includes an ad tier for lower cost. Also, Disney is increasing the price of Hulu and including an ad tier as well. I don't know if Hulu already had an ad-free tier. You guys let me know. But let's talk about Disney Plus. So Disney Plus started three years ago at $6.99 a month. Crazy cheap, right? Now, in December, the Disney Plus ad-free will go up to $11 a month, which is a 60% increase in price from when it launched three years ago. And in addition, Disney is including an ad tier where there's ads, but you only pay $7.99 a month. I, this just dropped as big news. Um, I will probably continue to pay for the ad free tier, but I won't be happy about it because there's so many good shows on Disney plus that's how they get you. And here's my little vocalized things on this. Why include an ad tier? I, no one wants to watch ads. That's why we get streaming platforms, but people beg for lower prices and we get these ad tiers. And we also know ad is very lucrative as far as a business model goes. Even if people don't click on it, Disney can charge millions to show an ad in The Mandalorian or charge millions to show an ad in Frozen, whatever, in between movies. Very lucrative, good money for them. As of now, Disney has 157 million subscribers on Disney Plus, and they're all paying right now the price of $7.99, I believe, a month. So they are going to advance beautifully from this. I don't like this, but I'm going to pay it. I hate capitalism. That's just how it is. Also, Disney CEO Bob Chapek has announced that it will increase the part, the price of their theme parks if demand holds up. CEO Bob Chapek stated that if demand in the parks stays the same and increases, they will increase price. More demand in capitalizing on higher prices. So Disney, the CEO, has stated they have seen a large increase of demand over the past six months. And if this stays within the next three, three to four months, they plan on increasing prices by seven to 10% just for entry into the mission park. I don't know if that means that with the like stands they sell, the food, the merchandise, if those prices will go up as well. But we know the entry to admission is going to go up. I don't know if that means parking lot either. That can mean a lot of different things. Here's another. What did we talk about the week before? The Chipotle CEO saying, hey, People are paying luxury people go to Chipotle, which I doubt I've never seen. You know what I mean? And since they have a lot of demand, we're going to increase prices. We're seeing the same situation, same story with Disney. They're going to increase. They're already increasing the prices of Disney Plus and they will increase the price of theme parks if demand holds up. So people are going, as we know, gas, um, supply chains. A lot of businesses are paying more for the stuff they need to run. So it makes sense that they would increase the price if demand stays because they can make more profit. Their margins, Disney margins are probably already really good. I don't know what they are in their theme parks, but I guarantee you it's good. So having more demand, increasing price, it's a good business move. It's just these businesses are getting so bold lately. Chipotle, Disney, we're going to jump into the next article where we talk about luxury brands. They have all stated like, hey, people are coming. Let's just jack up prices and charge them more. It's so brazenly out there. I'm like surprised how like ballsy these CEOs are getting by just saying this publicly. Publicly, they're telling you this. Um, it's a good business move. Would I state it like that? 
I don't think I would, but I'm also not a billionaire CEO, so I couldn't tell you exactly what I do, but be on the lookout for that. If you go to Disney a lot, you could be paying a lot more, and you're paying more for that Disney Plus subscription in December. Peloton, the amazing at-home gym bicycle company, slashed 780 jobs and is hiking the prices of their machines and membership. In addition, it's closing... A, it's undisclosed, but it's closing a certain amount of its 87 retail locations. Peloton was like the hugest thing ever when COVID was around. The stock jumped. Everyone has a Peloton. And then COVID dropped and no one used it. They cut jobs by a ton. Here we are, Peloton. No one's riding their bike at home anymore. No one's ordering it. No one's going to their retail locations. Their trainers are leaving. Peloton was a huge brand. Now it's falling abysmally what does that tell us about the workforce what does that tell us about us no one wants to work out at home that's literally the first thing we can get from this no one wants to work out at home and where peloton they really ramped up in covid year building up their team and it's too it was too much they grew they grew their team way faster than grow the business and now they're paying for that um i thought that was interesting because peloton is really popular as of like two years ago and it's failing a lot as a business. I just want to include that. In addition, let's talk about this. Walmart is potentially talking about layoffs. I'll say that again. Walmart, the supermarket store, the competitor of Target, talking about layoffs and slashing its price forecast. What does that mean? It's talking about letting their regular W-2 or like hourly workers go and some of their like executives go. And they're saying that they're not going to make like 30% less than they made this month or this quarter. So they're going to, they're talking about potentially firing people and potentially slashing. And this is Walmart, a huge, like multi-billion dollar industry and talking about laying people off. That is interesting because we're he we're hearing new sources tell us, oh, we're good. Inflation's not a big deal. Short-term rally. We're good to go. Uh, prices are dropping, but we have Walmart, Best Buy, Peloton, all these places talking about or laying off people and saying they're not going to make as much money this year. Interesting. It's like we're getting two different stories. Be mindful of that. Be mindful of that. Our last topic for the day. I thought I'd have a little fun with this one. The ultra rich are fueling luxury brands, even in, even in inflation. Luxury brands such as Dior, Ferrari, Versace, and Versace are reporting strong sales and strong forecasts insulated by the ultra rich the capri ceo said that luxury companies are the most resilient companies of all time always standing in the face of adversity and saying no we will stand for what we believe in now this is like the craziest thing of course of course the ultra rich will be fueling luxury sales we're not so Dior, Ferrari, and Versace, a few of the Omega, like Ultra, Giga, luxury companies, have stated they've had great profit margins, great profit this past quarter, some starting at least 25% better than year over year. So a year ago, they made 25% more money now. And they stated that they have strong sales going into the rest of the year because we're in our last quarter now. We're finishing things up. We're getting ready to end the year. And I don't even know what Cap Capri is. Maybe that's like a huge like luxury. I don't even know what that is, to be honest. Nor did I care to like look up who this person is. So I thought it was really funny and the article mentioned them. The, the, these articles will be linked in the show notes so you can look for yourself. It's just like, it's crazy. It's like, yeah, of course, luxury brands, we're resilient. 
Yeah, because people got money coming off. What are you supposed to do with a multi, multi millions of dollars and then just spend it on like $300,000 cars, $1,200 pair of shoes? Um, on that topic, Dior, what was it? Let me read. Dior, doesn't say the company. Versace. Versace sells a $1,200 shoe and it is said that demand has fueled for that shoe the past quarter. So we're talking the ultra rich demanding a $1,200 pair of shoe that they actually had to increase production for them to make. It's comical to me. Of course, like this article just doesn't need to be written. Like, of course, the ultra rich aren't going to be affected by inflation or anything like this. Of course, the ultra brands, the luxury brands aren't going to be affected much as by this. Because when you have more money, you know what you can, then you know what you can do with. What else do you do with it besides buy $1,200 pairs of shoes? You know, everyone for the family. Mom gets one. Grandma gets one. Second, third cousins removed gets one. Everyone gets a $1,200 pair of shoes. Everyone gets a $350,000 car. I just think that's interesting. And the Capri CEO saying that luxury companies are the most resilient companies of all. Get out of here. I already have a negative view of you. Maybe that's not okay. But that's just so like weird for you to say. Like, of course. But again, his target target people aren't people like me or you. They're the ultra rich. So I thought that was a little fun thing to end on and luxury brands boasting that they're doing well. Well, of course, you got people spending multi, multi, multi millions of dollars who don't care what the economic environment is. So there's your uh, fun article for the week. There we go, guys. There is your important articles for the week. Inflation is coming down, but overall, we're still up big. Election season is coming. They're going to try to reduce it as much as they can. Be vigilant. Know where you're spending your dollars. And just be mindful of that and mindful of what's going on. It's important. Even if you're ultra rich, you should be knowing, you should be aware of where your money is going and what you spend it on. Thank you guys for the love. This podcast is growing. I mean, we're not huge by any means, but we are slowly but steadily growing. Share the episode. Tag at Kyle the Horton on Instagram and Twitter. I appreciate you guys. Review the episode, please. And I will see you guys next week on Kyle Talks. Peace. Thank you.